Hi there, welcome back to the EmpoweredPAs.com podcast. Uh, This is episode two, and my name is Courtney. I will be your hostess. Thanks for returning. Um, I am excited to kind of jump on into this podcast. Today, I thought I would talk about some things that you can do today as a PA uh, to change your life. And I know that sounds very kind of vague and specific all at the same time, but um, I just thought I would kind of cover some things that I have noticed in the last seven to eight years of working as a PA. And honestly, when um, working as a, I don't know, as a paramedic, there are a lot of lessons I have learned. And I thought maybe some of you younger PAs and maybe some of the people that have been practicing can, um, can appreciate uh, kind of the things that I bring up today. So I thought this would be a good first real podcast topic because um, a lot of people feel kind of burned out and I want to talk about that. And for those that are pre-PAs listening to this, don't get discouraged. Um, People get burned out in all of their professions and if they aren't, they're lying to you. Uh, No, it's real. Um, You know, my husband's a nurse. Uh, I'm around a lot of physicians. Pretty much anybody in medicine, it's very easy to get burned out for a lot of different reasons. But if you're looking to go into medicine, at some point you will hit a burnout mark. Um, And there's a lot of uh, reasons why. uh, And there are some things I feel like you can do today uh, as a clinician. And honestly, this is this is applicable in every aspect of life, to be honest with you, most of the things. Um, There are some things that are very PA specific. um, But in general, I thought I put a little list together for you guys, um, just to kind of talk about it. So the first thing um, I think that's the most important thing to figure out or to 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 do that can change your life is to examine your circumstances. So if you feel burned out, really kind of think about what may be causing your burnout. Is it time? Is it um, the people you work with? And, And be honest with yourself, because I can tell you just from past experiences that I was I've been miserable in jobs, um, and it wasn't the first year typically. It's usually after a while, after you've been there for a bit, you kind of learn the ropes and you get, you kind of peek behind the curtain. And once you kind of know the inner workings of a, of a department or a business or whatever, um, you get frustrated and, you know, examine, are the frustrations, um, something that you can change? Uh, meaning that if you were to put a little effort into it, is that something that you could actively improve? Um, or are they things that are not something you can change? If it's somebody's personality that you're constantly clashing with um, and you just feel like you can't move past that, then let me tell you, you're not going to, you. it's not your job to control other people and you will never change that. So if that is your hang up and no matter what, that's your hang up, then, then maybe look at something else. Um, but if you think that maybe the reason you're clashing with a personality is because you're frustrated and maybe you're projecting a little bit, uh, and be honest, let's be honest, I've done it, we've all done it, we do it probably more than we should. Sometimes it's even to people we love. Um, you know, if you feel like that might be the case, then really kind of think about that in a real way on what what is causing your frustration? Are you frustrated at your medical director or uh, the office manager because there's a process that could be improved upon? And if that's the case, then why don't you look at working on that? You know, kind of sit down and have a little conversation with yourself and think about those things. Um, The second thing I would suggest that you could do today to change your life is believe it or not, you can't, you can start today. You maybe can't do it, but you can start today, which is, um, be a good clinician. So 
we all work in different circumstances, right? I work in a pediatric emergency room. Some people work in a clinic. Some people work in a operating room. Some people work in, there are so many different, that's actually the beauty of being a PA, right? Is we have all these amazing opportunities. Um, and you know, if you are working in a, I'm going to use urgent care because everybody kind of understands urgent care. Maybe they don't get the nuances of it, but they understand the basics of urgent care and that somebody, you know, you, you see lots of patients, short period of time can be very exhausting, but something you can do today that will make a big difference is become the go-to person for a specific disease process. So like if something, fine, do what interests you too, right? So like, uh, if you like infectious disease, then think about like strep or otitis media or pharyngitis, you know, kind of be the go-to person. Hey, you know, I heard that uh, pharyngitis can be treated with once a day amoxicillin. Is that true? You should be the go-to person for that question. Um, and not just for your PA colleagues, but also, you know, your, it would be awesome if your physician could look at you as a resource because that's where physician extenders, um, you know, be that, be that really hardcore person about one topic. And then once you get really comfortable with that one topic, then move on, like be the go-to person for pediatric rashes, like learn the big, you know, the big ones that are bad, Kawasaki disease, you know, learn all about that and be that go-to person so that when a kid comes in with a rash and somebody just wants another set of eyes on it, you can be that person or be the go-to person on splints or how to fracture, how to splint a fracture or the different kinds of fractures or be the go-to person person on head injuries, you know, get creative. Um, you know, the, the big thing is, is figure out what works for you, what makes you kind of excites you and dig right in and be that, be the best clinician you can be. Um, there's lots and lots of PA, uh, PAs out there that put themselves out on social media. And I'm going to throw out John Belinsky, who was kind enough to make lots and lots of great videos on YouTube. You should check them out. Um, but he once said, you know, there's a, what they say, the ego, ego to IQ ratio, you know, the people that have low IQs and low egos do really well. The people that have high IQs and high egos do really well. It's the people that don't have the clinical knowledge and have high egos that don't do really well. And there's a lot to be said for that. You know, you shouldn't have a high ego, but if you do, you better match it with a good clinical background. Um, and I think it's true in any situation, right? We always want to be the best that we can be, but we can get very complacent. And it's important to just kind of recognize that being a good clinician can make a huge difference in your life. Um, so that's the second thing. A third thing, these in the last couple are kind of general, um, is smile. And this is, <laughs> so I wrote it down and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are going to think I'm nuts. Um, seriously, smile. I work in an emergency department, but I work in a hospital and I now work in a pediatric hospital and people tend to smile more in a pediatric hospital, but I worked in other hospitals. I worked in a trauma center. I worked in a, a bigger community hospital and there's a lot of places where people just kind of don't make eye contact. They, they don't really smile, you know, and it is it makes a big difference when you walk past. It can be anyone from a physician, a surgeon to a janitor or a tech, you know, smile at people. It makes a big difference in their day. One little smile can go a long way for somebody. Even patients, family members, they're dealing with a lot, whether you know what it is or not. Just a genuine smile, especially, you know, if they know you're uh, on the medical staff there, it just makes a big difference for people. 
So some of the other things you can do uh, that today that can change your life, in addition to things we just talked about, include um, being genuine and having gratitude. So we talked about smiling and being a good clinician and examining your circumstances, but I also thought it was really, really important to point out that if if you walk into work today, just today, just do it for one day and you are genuine and you have gratitude for the people you work with, for the patients that you work with, find whatever it is in your mindset to get you there. But walk into your, your work today and I, of course, smile, but genuinely say thank you, you know, and it not just, hey, thanks, but like, you know, I really appreciate the work you do. I just want you to know that. Um, it goes a really long way. I work with some amazing people. I work with nurses and techs and paramedics and we call them hucks, but there are unit secretary, unit coordinators. I work with, we have administrative staff. Um, I work with other PA colleagues. I work with nurse practitioners and we work with the whole gamut of people. And just looking at somebody and saying, hey, thanks for your time, especially in the situation where you know that they're kind of um, stretched very thin can make a huge difference. Uh, and I think that that's something you can do today that will, will really change your life. Try it for one 24 hour period and bring it home. Say that to your spouse, to your children, um, to your dog. <laughs> okay, maybe not your dog. But just taking a moment to show thanks and gratitude and being genuine about that really can... Um, I started doing that at the job that I work at now, and I'm not really good about it all the time, But which is not good. But <laughs> um, the days that I remember to be very genuinely thankful and to make sure I tell somebody, hey, I really appreciate your time, I feel like it goes a lot farther than a general thanks. Um, and I've even sent emails or we have we have like reward systems that you can like just say thank you but though those little things make huge differences in people's lives so that is one thing today you can do for sure that will change your life and it will change life of somebody else so a couple other things that you can do today that can change your life as a PA um is goal setting and I'm gonna have a whole podcast on this um but start setting some goals. Um, if you've been a PA for a year and you've kind of gotten into the swing of doing the work that you do in your field and your specialty, you're probably, you probably don't feel like you're, you know, top of your game, but you're, you got into a groove. You kind of know how to manage patients comfortably. You know what your supervising physicians expect out of you. Um, you have a routine, you know, now it's time to start setting some real goals. Okay, so what do you want to get out of your career? Because you, you, there will always be patients and there will always be stressful times and there will always be not so stressful times. So beyond those pieces of work, what do you want, what do you want to do to make to elevate your career, to take you to the next level? Because do you want to be the same now as you are five years from now, as you are 10 years from now? No, nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants to grow and kind of expand your 
knowledge base or, you know, improve on patient satisfaction or increase your RVUs or see more patients or have better interactions with your nursing staff or ancillary staff or your supervising physician, whatever it is, start setting those goals. And like I said, there will be an entire podcast on how on goal setting as a PA and how to follow through with some of that stuff. But that is one thing you can start today. Go get a piece of paper and start writing down some general goals. Um, and then another thing I was thinking that would be very, very important, um, or maybe not important, but something you could do today that would change your life as a PA is mentor, um, mentor or precept. And, um, if I can figure out the show notes part of this, <laughs> or if I, I'm not sure how I'm going to end up posting this, but I will put a link to a Facebook group that I have. It's the, called the pre PA mentor and mentees, um, P R E dash P A and then space mentor and mentees. It's a Facebook group. Um, you have to request to join, but I approve pretty much everybody. Um, and it's a group of PAs, uh, like established working functioning PAs and a group of pre PAs and, uh, go on there make a little bio for yourself. Just throw your photo up and talk about yourself. And, um, the pre PAs can find you in the photo group and, um, ask you questions or they may just throw out general questions on the discussion board, but it's a really easy way to be a mentor without a lot of commitment. <laughs> if you have 10 minutes at night to get on Facebook, you can do this. It's very simple. Um, and that was why I created that group, right? Because there were a lot of pre-PAs that were like, I need to ask questions and they didn't have a good forum to do so. So uh, mentor, or you can be a preceptor. Um, there are lots of PA schools, especially in the last couple of years. I feel like the number of PA schools has exponentially increased. I didn't, I don't feel like that. I know that for sure, actually, um, that the number of PA groups ha or PA schools has increased and there's lots and lots of opportunity for preceptorship. So if your hospital institution, clinic, supervising physician allows it, um, or you are able to please precept that will make a difference in your life today and it will make a difference in other people's lives today. So today you can go on social media and join this Facebook group. Um, but tomorrow or in the future, you know, start working on preceptorship. That's a, that's huge, you know, kind of encourage the next generation of PAs. And then I think the last thing I wanted to talk about as that you can do today to change your life as a PA um, is networking. So this is important because we kind of get into our own heads, right? You get into your groove, you're working, you're unhappy with work or you're happy with work, but you kind of feel like it's time to do something different or maybe you're, you're itching to, to, you know, change your life as a PA, but you don't know how or don't know why, or maybe you're just kind of struggling with certain pieces of your role as a PA, but you're not really sure if other people are experiencing this. That is where networking comes in. Um, and it's simple. You can do this today. You know how? Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, uh, reach out to me. Um, any of those things can uh, really kind of push you into the, hey, I'm not alone. Hey, there are other PAs kind of in the same field that are experiencing the th same things as me. Um, if you're like me, a pediatric emergency medicine PA, please go on to uh, the PEMPA Facebook group. Uh, I also have a group for you guys uh, just to kind of share tidbits and, hey, is anybody experiencing this? Um, I put We put case studies and things like that up there um, just to kind of get your, broaden your horizons and network and say, is anybody else dealing with X? And it really, 
that networking can change your life because then you're, you're, you're suddenly part of a group. And that's what all humans need fundamentally, right? We need to belong to groups. So not only are you a group of P, you know, in a group of PAs, but now you're in a group of people working in the same field as you. If you are uh, an orthopedic PA, go find an orthopedic PA on Instagram or on Twitter or in, in the social media world. You can do that today. If you're not a big social media fan, totally fine. Um, the next version of that is find a conference. I, I love conferences. I love them. Um, I think I just like finding my tribe. (laughs) I think that's what it is, is I just, I enjoy finding other people with similar, um, back, maybe not background, but similar visions, um, similar, you know, elements of passion. I'm a, I'm a passionate person when it comes to being a PA and kind of, um, empowering PAs, right? You know, I got to throw the, throw a shameless plug. It's, it's important to me that I reach out to people like me so that I don't, I don't get stagnant that challenge me that make me want to move forward as a PA. Um, so if you aren't sure you, maybe you're not excited about your specific role as a PA. Like, uh, if you're in a specific field that you're thinking about changing and you're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to stay in this field. So I don't want to go find a conference in the field, go to your state um, conference. Go to your go to AAPA. Uh, this one is in Denver this year in May. Um, go to um, the ELC, which is uh, the Executive Leadership Conference, is in November in um, the DC area, Washington DC area, and that was amazing. I went to that this year, and that was so amazing because I was surrounded by my tribe. I was surrounded by my people, uh, and everybody was driven and passionate, and were in some version of a leadership role. If they weren't, they were working on it and they needed, you know, not so much guidance, but like support. And it was awesome. It was so, it was so incredibly uplifting and kind of reminded you of why you enjoy being a PA. So those are my, that those are my, that's my list. That's my kind of long list of things you can do today to change your life. Um, some of those things you can do today, most, all of those things you can start today, but many of them take some time. Um, so just a review, um, Examine your circumstances and decide if it's something you can change or not. Go from there. Uh, being a good clinician, smile and be positive. Have gratitude and be genuine. Um, set goals, mentor and precept and network. All right, guys, that's it for this um, podcast, this episode. Uh, stay tuned. We got lots to come. Thanks. Bye.